Stone Games and Vitkirk Wild by Bobic Brewery. I didn't think you were going to be able to say. I would have no idea how to say that. Uh, I probably butchered it badly, but <laughs> we're just going to do what we're going to do. Uh, so let's let's get started. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, I forgot. My name is Jackie. I will be your host, and I am joined by Casey, who's. Laughing, laughing hysterically. hysterically. <laughs> um, and this is kind of our on-the-spot series. We uh, are trying something new and different. We are actually recording live at a local establishment in Rochester, New York called Tap and Mallet. Um, we basically cordoned off a corner and we're recording podcasts and drinking beer. So um, we apologize in advance for any weirdness or sudden sounds or... Yeah, that's true. General but, lack of hearing us. <laughs> no, no, it's gonna be fun though. You'll, uh, it's gonna be good times. Yeah. Um, and we did it before. We did it with uh, Soul of Sword. So yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get into extreme exorcism. Uh, so the game itself is developed by Golden Ruby Games, and it is an action platformer. Uh, plot of the game. <coughs> is that you are an exorcist who needs to cleanse um, some paranormal activity. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and it is, it looks like it can be also cooperative. We didn't, I didn't play cooperatively, but... I did. It's, I'll tell you about it. Yeah, about it, yeah. so, uh, but it just, and, and as you go, if you die, then all the enemies start behaving the way that you did to kill them, and that can get frustrating. But anyway, um... It is available on Steam, the PlayStation Network, and Xbox. So if you're interested no. at all and this strikes your fancy, then there are a lot of places you can get it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... What did you... Well, I mean, I guess I'll talk a little bit more about the gameplay. Like, um, There's a lot of different weapons in the game. Uh, there's over 20 of them, so it makes the game pretty varied with how you're going to play it. Um... I use the sword a lot, giant sword, just to go up to a ghost's face and, you know, slash him in the face. Um, and there's a variety of different ghosts and demons as well. Uh, as Jackie mentioned, like, it gets a little hard, difficult, like, uh, when the ghosts mimic, like, your moves. Um, like, that's that's the extreme in Extreme Exorcism. <laughs> yeah, if, if I kind of likened it to, um, if you ever played Super Mario RPG where there's that level where there's like the other Mario like NECA Mario yeah and you're like you have to like mirror them and somehow like you can use them to your advantage but at the same time they're in your way and yeah it's hard to explain but anyway that was that got kind of frustrating um I think they said like in one of the descriptions it was like where your moves come back to haunt you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, that's smart. That's accurate. Yeah, that's very accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> so the ghosts are going around and, you know, they they are haunting you from the last thing that you do. Um, the levels, I mean, they're fast. I mean, like, it's a pick-up-and-play sort of game. I think maybe, I, I guess it depends on, like, what your strategy are, but there is, uh, the level probably could take maybe five minutes 
you know, maybe seven. Nothing, yeah. nothing too crazy. It's not a huge time involvement. I mean, you can finish a level and then save and leave. It's not like you're following some grand, like, storyline. No, there's, I mean... It's not a storyline other than, you know, yeah. kill these ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> and the controls are pretty easy. It's pretty easy to pick up the mechanics of the game. It's just that the, the challenge comes in for, like, the different obstacles in our specific area. The enemies, your your attacks coming back to haunt you. Things like that. So, yeah, I think it's, like, two buttons, right? Jump and pretty action. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what were you going to say? And I, I, like you mentioned earlier, you use the sword a lot. I was, like, looking for, like, the AK-47s yeah. and, like, the big guns. The giant bazooka. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> floaty things make my life complete. It, yeah, it's a matter of strategy. I mean, sometimes it's easier just to run and jump and slash someone in the face. Sometimes it's easier to get them from afar. It makes... Sometimes shooting them from afar actually helps as far as strategy-wise, because if you're from afar, then they can't mimic you as well. Like, when you get them up close, it's easier for them to remember your moves. Yeah. Um, but there's less of an impact. Yeah, that's true, too. So. Uh, graphics, 8-bit all the way. Um, I said that it had a little bit of a Broforce vibe to it. Um, the reason being is, like, just the variety of weapons. I know Broforce is a bit more, like, uh, contra you know what I mean? But just kind of had the same feel where you're getting all these different power-ups all the time to use them to defeat enemies. Um, you can listen to our Broforce podcast. It's We did it a while ago. Uh, it's been a bit. It's been a bit. Probably in the winter. Mm-hmm. We're, we're recording this the second week of June. so Beginning of summer. Not quite summer. It's unofficially summer. It is in Rochester. If it's above 80, it is summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're uh, we're approaching the official summer. Yes, um, the music, chiptune music, um, but it was spooky chiptune music. Yeah, like haunted. You know, you're inside of a. Well, you're you're mostly inside haunted uh, mansions, I think. Right, like the all the rooms. Haunted grounds. There's like a, yeah. So there's a lot of different areas. Yeah, I mean the levels definitely vary. Um, I I played with uh, with my wife. Um, that made it more fun. Uh, and the only, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things when, you know, she doesn't play games that much, so if I can get her into a game where there's only two buttons, then she's more interested. Like, we can play the Lego games together because it's jump and action. Um, so, like, it was, it was fun just to, you know, it's easier in a way to defeat the enemies with more than one person, but at the same time, there's, like, that extra level of frustration because, like, the ghosts are mimicking your moves as well as her moves, so you kind of have to pay attention to what she's doing as well and, like, where she died. Yeah. Um, it can be a hot mess. can be a hot mess. <laughs> and when you die, you come back as, like, a angel who's, like, invulnerable for a period of time, which I thought was kind of cool, too. And, like, you can kind of move where you want uh, when you die, come back. Um, I don't know, I had a lot of fun playing this game. I thought it was, like, a good way to kill time. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not huge into, like, the horror, like, ghost games and stuff like that. I am. Um, Ghouls and ghosts all yeah, the way. This is, like, totally up Casey's alley. Like, I've, <laughs> I've not even seen Ghostbusters in its entirety. I've, what? I've never seen Ghostbusters in its entirety. Jackie. That's what we're doing later. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things I still haven't seen, so, yeah. And with the new one coming out, I apparently need to. But anyway, yeah, so, I mean, like, the graphics were kind of cool, and it was just, like, you know, 
eight bit goodness from way back when. Um, but okay, so we should maybe give what it a rating. You, yeah, rate it. Um, I mean, I'm gonna have to say six out of ten. Okay. So I just felt it was kind of frustrating. I thought it was a good game. <laughs> if I were better at it, I might like it more. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of. It's, it's, it's good, but I'm not going to, like, oh, I got to go play some Extreme Exorcism. Okay. <laughs> it is worth noting, they were very generous, and they did give us review copies. So, yes. thank you very much, guys. Um, we really appreciate it. I will... Yeah, thank you, Ripstone Games, for providing uh, copies. We, we played it on... Well, I played mine on PS4. What did you play on yours? Or I played what? mine on PC. Okay. And you just used a controller then, or did you use um, I keyboard? I used keyboard. Oh. I think it had controller support, but I think I just used a keyboard. How was that? Was oh. that why it was harder, do you think? I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, it, it wasn't that bad. Like, some games like some games, you know that they're made for controller support. Like 20XX? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if you don't have a controller, you're, you're screwed. Horrible. You're just fucked. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But the, uh, the keyboard controls weren't bad okay. at all. All right. Um, yeah, I played it. Uh, for my PS4, so the controls are fine for me personally. Um, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Like I like the graphics. Um, I like the simplicity. Any game where my wife says that she can actually play it automatically gets at least one point. Um, even though she was extremely frustrated, dying left and right. But, uh, and I like that it was simplistic, that I could just play it and go. It's getting two points knocked off because, um, you know what I mean? It's like, it's it's not like a complex game at all. And I played it, jeez, at least a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. We did get the codes a little while ago. And I, like, totally forgot about it until it was time that we were doing research for the, for the episode. And I was like, oh, yeah. I actually played this game already. <laughs> <laughs> like, it wasn't something that, like, I remembered. Like, it didn't stick with me. But, that being said, I did have a really fun time while I was playing it. So, um, 8 out of 10 for me. Perfect. Alright, so let's move on to this brew. I'm, I'm letting you say it, because right. I swear I can't uh, say this. Vitkirk Wild by Bavik Brewery. Yeah, it, is, it um, says it's made by De Brand Brabender. Yeah, yeah. As we mentioned, we're at, we're at the Tapa Mallet here in Rochester, New York. Um, extensive, extensive menu. So if you're one of our listeners here in the Rochester area or even close um, in Western New York, it's worth checking out. Yeah, just probably 50 uh, like beers and ciders on tap. Um, so it's just got a I don't know how to I don't know how to pronounce it, but whatever. So go on. It's some German style beer. Some German uh, it's style a beer. the colored style of the beer. It's like a yellow beer. Um, it's a wheat beer, or sour beer. So a sour beer has it's sour. Um, a lot of them that I've had, it's got like almost like a lemony lemonade taste to it. Um, and then there are other flavors. Uh, the wheat beer kind of it's 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 an interesting beer if you've never had it. Um, there are more. There are more brands that are actually making it, so you might be able to get sours. In general? Yeah, yeah. In general, they're 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 becoming more common. Yeah. Uh, so this one is uh, kind of a cloudy yellow. So it does actually look like lemonade. It's very yellow. Yeah, it looks very like 
if you were getting like all natural lemonade, like with the pulp in it, like you know, um, it's got a little bit of cloudiness, a little bit of brown to it, but it's it's yellow. Yeah, for sure. Um, and to me, it kind of has almost like a like a pineapple smell to it. If, yeah. If any, it's a little bit. It's subtle. If it, if any. It has an acidic smell to me. Yes, like it's, an acidic it, smell. Yeah, it's an it's a it hits your nostrils and you go, okay, this something. Is different. This is different. <laughs> um, we didn't mention the five percent alcohol. It's at five percent alcohol, so it's yeah. it's drinkable. It's a mile. Yeah, um, might be a good summer beer for its lightness and alcohol content. I could see. Um, he hasn't been on this podcast. We actually haven't had any guests on our podcast. Oh, the, did Sean get on this? I don't think so. My brother was on. He was on. Okay. So we need to get more guests on, which we will. Get ready for it. Um, but what I was going to say is uh, Don Door loves, like, sours and shandies and stuff like that. I could see him enjoying this beer. Don Door is uh, on Don't Forget a Towel, and he's a big gamer. Yeah, friend of ours. He's a, he's a friend of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, What's so the taste? I told Casey that it tasted like banana lemonade. No. <laughs> That's what you, that you're sticking to it. It now that I've had more of it, yeah. it definitely has more of a lemonade taste to it. There's less of the banana. I maybe the slightest like aftertaste of a banana. Like it maybe like that's the smell taste that it makes when I breathe out, but that is all sour lemon <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, it's like, like uh, straight up, it's like straight up lemon juice. It's not like um, as bad as uh, the one I always get confused, Brew Fist, the Italian IPA, which tasted like fucking Ajax cleaning solution. It's just horrible. <laughs> this is this is actually. I'm not I'm not a sours guy. Like I like warheads, I like sour things, sour gummy bears, but as far as my beer goes, I'm not usually a big fan. This is drinkable in my opinion. Like yep. it didn't kill me drinking it down. I've had sours that are way stronger than this. Um Bossboro Brewing Company, which we've reviewed on the podcast. That's the one before. I thought you were gonna say. Yeah, they have one called Raz and that's that one is definitely more tart and more sour than this one. You did a review of it on Brewless.com pretty sure right I did it like I, early on I did I did a review of Lost Burrow yeah and I think I mentioned it yeah you do yeah. but I've seen it pop up on their uh, tasty like on their menu since then so apparently people like it so they're gonna keep brewing it occasionally that's one where they that's a go to one like that I've noticed um there a lot hopefully it's not the same keg that they had last time no but uh I used to work there as part of Geeks Who Drink so I was there every week in the south, like the raspberry one, I think was there. Oh, it's there a lot. Consistently, yeah. yeah. Um, they have one right now. So Lostboro is another local to the five eight five seven one six area code. Um, so you have to be in this area to get it. Uh, they're only about a year, maybe a year and a half old at this point. Um, they have a like a campfire type one that's coming out right now. I don't know if I tagged you. Obviously, I didn't by that face you made. Um, we're gonna have to go there. We need to. We need to go there anyways because I. Well, they've got we awesome talk ones to now. Dan. Yeah. They've got the 007 IPA. Yep. They have the um, the black one, which we did. 
Yeah. Is that the one we paired with Out There, or that was a different one that we did? That was the the Rohrbach one that we did, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, because they have uh, the, the... But the, they do have that. A black IPA that's yep. awesome, and they have, like, another beer that's really, really good, and I haven't had recently. But they... If you're in this area, like, honestly... They make really solid beers. And I don't talk... You know what happened was, so... I don't imagine anyone... uh, Dan Finger, if you're listening from Loughborough, the owner. um, I guess when they started out, they kind of had a not great opening. Like, a little shaky with, like, their releases. And they didn't get the batches quite right. And that's how they opened. So the initial impression that I've gotten from a lot of different people was... They weren't super impressed, and they didn't go back. And when I got there, at that point, they were a little less than a year old, but I was like, every single beer, because I remember you had gone first, and then I started working there, and you loved it, and then I loved it as well, and I was like, what are people talking about? So, I implore you, if you have not gone yet, stop by Lost Borough. Um solid solid beer they have a lost bro on tap here at tap and mallet as well yeah. can't remember which one they got but yeah like because my because my thing is like and, and this is at least what i've seen with like startup breweries like the little little tiny ones the first couple of batches of beer are not going to be necessarily the greatest thing ever don't go there opening honestly just don't wait like six months ago or three months they need time for their for their recipe to be right you just gotta be patient yeah, sure. it's kind of hard for one of those things though because if you want to go and support a local brewery, you'd want to go their opening day. Yeah. And then if you get a bad impression, though, you don't want to go back. Whereas if we say, hey, go back in three months, what it's if like, they fail? I don't know. It's like, it's like buying a game on easy access. You know, you should know what you're getting into yes. when you go there. Yes. But you can always give them feedback, and they're usually very receptive to it. No one's going to go into the brewing game, put out their first major batch of beer, and be like... You don't know what you're talking about. This yeah. absolutely doesn't taste like cleaning solution. Yeah. Um, you are right, because, I mean, so we played, as we mentioned earlier, we played 20XX early on. Yeah. We we had it, as part of the podcast review, it was early access at that time. I think it's still technically early access, but it's definitely gotten a little yes. bit more mature. It yeah. might be out of early access now. But, um, but, I mean, I think we even gave... I know we gave feedback, and I know, like, they listened to the feedback, I don't necessarily personally from us, but just, you know, people who got to play it early, and they took it, you know what I mean? Like, hey, the controls are a little wonky around this part, and hey, this game is extremely difficult. (laughs) you got to help us out. Especially if you're using a keyboard, it's damn near possible. Yeah, and then when I went to PAX this year and played it, it was like a completely different game. Yeah, that's right, you get it, yeah. So, so yeah, that's another one to check out, previous episode. Uh, maybe we'll get around to reviewing it again because we still have it. Yeah, we could do like a retro rewind or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's finish with um, what do we think of this? What do we rate it? Uh, I actually, I actually quite like this one. I would, that, I would think that it would be a great summer beer because there's not too much alcohol. It's like light, effervescent. I like the sour tartness. I like sours. Um, I, I would give this one like an eight out of ten. Okay. I will give it a. Seven out of ten, and like it's not because of the beer; it's because of my personal preferences of not liking sours as much. I will say this: that if I went to a bar and someone said I like sours, I would I would recommend it. I would say try this. You know, what I mean, if, if they have a lost bro, I'd say try that too. But you know, it's it's drinkable. It's definitely one of those things where you got a group of friends, you got the pick six. Um, you know, at wherever, 
Eggdorns or Wegmans or Hearts, at least for us here in Rochester, the local grocery stores, but put this in your in your mix so that if somebody does like sours, you guys have a barbecue, let them try it. Yeah. Like, and it's it's a good entry level sour. Like if you don't yeah. know if you're gonna like it or yeah. you're not terribly familiar with the style of beer, this one's actually a pretty good one to get in on. There's another one from New Belgium that hasn't shown up here yet because we literally just got New Belgium like two weeks ago. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, they have a they have a wheat sour that's similar to this. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, honestly, maybe I'll go to eight out of ten. Like, I shouldn't give a point off just because I don't like the taste necessarily. Oh, I've done it before. You can. It's your life. You you rate it how you want. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we have our own podcast, so <laughs> I guess I can say whatever I want. Your opinions may differ, <laughs> but we don't care. Um. All right. Seven out of ten. <laughs> all right. Oh, why did we pair this game with this beer? Um. So. I will tell you. I will tell you. Because you were the one who decided. This is I was the one who decided, so I will tell you. Yeah. Basically, when you're reading the description of this beer, it says that it's something that will blow your mind and open up your soul. <laughs> like, that was, like, in the description of the beer. And when I'm thinking of Lost or Extreme Exorcism, I'm thinking of losing your soul. You know what I mean? You're exercising those demons. So drinking this... Relax, shut your mind off. It's a nice summer day. You're out with your friends, and you need to exercise your own demons. Same sort of situation. That's why I heard about it. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. So there you have it. So we have this sour beer that I'm not going to try to pronounce again because don't even bother. Don't even bother. It'll but it's be. Good. It'll be in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. You know, we differed a little bit. 8 out of 10 for me, 7 out of 10 for you. And then as far as the game, again, totally different. Um, that's a, that's par for the core. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't always agree. Sometimes no. we do. Uh, but uh, check out Extreme Exorcism. It's on Steam. Uh, you can do PS4 and Xbox, the Xbox Network. Yeah, I don't remember what that's called. Um, it's Xbox Community. Yeah, right. list price is like twelve ninety nine. You might be able to catch it on sale. If it's not on sale, it's still like, Steam summer sales coming up soon. Yeah, like so. like in the next couple weeks. So you know, definitely check it out. Uh, the beer is wherever this brand is sold. Yeah, this is an everywhere, all the time sort of beer. Even though we keep talking about it being summertime. Um, you know, check out your local pub that has a bunch of different varieties. Drink it in the middle of the winter if you if you're so inclined. (laughs) Maybe you want to, you know, exercise your winter soul. Yeah, you want to you want to dream of warmer times. Yes, this 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 beer will definitely get you there. But anyway. So, uh, so a couple places you can find us. You can find us at brewlist.com always. Um, always. We are also on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Untapped, at Brewlist. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Brewlist. And on iTunes and Stitcher. If you like the podcast and you'd like to hear more, we have a lot of them. So you can find us either on iTunes if you're an Apple person. You can find us on Stitcher if you're an Android person because we love you too. Um, if you're on iTunes, rate and review us though. Let us know yeah. what you think. Yeah, let us know. Give us feedback. Yes. And if you are so inclined, you can also recommend beers, games, pairings, <laughs> things. Um, <laughs> brewlist at gmail.com. 
I think that covered it. <laughs> I hope so. Just search Brewlist, you'll find Every a bunch of things on the internet. Every single social media ever. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're pretty much everywhere. We're kind of a big deal, people know us. Not really. Uh, this is Casey, um, saying goodbye. And this is Jackie. Stay thirsty, play indie. Bye! Thank you.